0: Good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Thursday, June 24, 2021, and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 66, the fourth paragraph. That's the last paragraph down the page, starting with, this was our course. Today's readers are, and thank you, Team Thursday, Leon B., Dion P., Barbara E., Andrea B., Tanya G., and our newcomer greeter, Karen K., and our host for the second hour, Nancy P. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, June 23, 2021, for the 7 a.m. meeting is 17,207. That's 17203. And for the 10 a.m. meeting is 17208. That's 17208. OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions Always this tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Andrea B. to read the 12
1: steps. Go ahead, Andrea. Good morning and thank you for your service. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I passed.
0: Thank you so much, Andrea. I will now ask for Tanya G to read
2: the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Tanya. Thank you, Amy. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our great purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass, and have a beautiful day. Thank you so much, Shania. Okay, how our meeting works.
0: Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book. We are on page 66 on the fourth paragraph down at the bottom of the page, and I'm going to ask Leon B. to get us started. Go ahead, Leon.
3: Good morning. Leon B. Gracefully recovered in Simpsonville, South Carolina. This was our course. We realized that people who wronged us us, were perhaps spiritually sick. I'm just reading that one paragraph, right? That's it?
0: Yes, just the one paragraph. Thank okay. you.
3: Okay. great. Um man, uh I'm I'm first of all I'm grateful to, to be reading that paragraph. Um and as I look at this this particular paragraph where I am in recovery at this point, the first time I read this this was pretty new to me. You know, to look at someone else's dream. Yes, ma'am.
0: Leanne, could you finish reading the paragraph? I don't think you finished reading the paragraph or am I losing my
3: mind? Oh, I'm sorry. This was our course. We realized that people who wronged us were spiritually sick. Though we did not like their symptoms and the way these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. We asked God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, we said to ourselves, this is a sick man, how can I be helpful to him? God saved me from being angry. I will be done, sorry about that um, um what I was saying was what I was saying was, looking at this from where I am in recovery now, the first time I read this this was this was very new to me, and it and it was a different way of thinking and being in recovery for for three years now, I've had to use it, and really, just yesterday, <laughs> I had to reach out um because we forget. Built-in forgetter is not just about what I've done to myself as far as food, or it also can sometimes forget this this work and forget these very uh, precepts that we need these very steps. and And I had to reach out to someone, and it's like that person reminded me. I I hear some six-man prayer things here, and it was like, duh, because had I went into that situation that I knew was going to be somewhat hostile this mindset that people are, are hurting just like we are. And we do need to show this love, patience, and tolerance to those that are hurting. And we do look upon these people and it, it gives you a different way of looking at people that that they may be just as hurt as I am. And that's not something that I've really even thought about. So i was very thankful to be reading this today. i was very thankful to be
4: reminded
3: of this today that we do have to show others some patience. We do have to show others some tolerance and pity. And we do have to look upon these people sometimes as a, as a sick friend and grant them that that type of grace and that type of mercy. And so I'm very thankful for this prayer and how this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? And someone actually helped me with that. It said, this person that you have this angst against or that you had this angst against. Now, just give them a call and just let them talk and don't say anything. That's the one thing that this person wanted was to get called. And um, sorry about the little off reading in the beginning, but I'm very thankful to be sharing today and I look forward to a great meeting.
0: Thank you so much, Leah. Appreciate you starting us out. Okay, so we're going to take some names here, and although we value your experience, strength, and hope, we ask that um. If you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday, if you could hold off so that others could share their
5: experience, strength, and help basically every third day. Okay. Who would like to share? Karen K. Karen? Who else?
6: Charles H.
0: Charles, gotcha.
7: Chuck K.
0: Was that Jason K? Chuck Oh, Chuck. Teresa Rich- okay. K. Okay. Teresa P. Teresa P. Judy K. Judy K. Vasa O. Abby S. Vasa O. Abby e o. S.
8: E in the UK.
5: Was that Anne in the UK? Was that Anne? That's somebody in the U.K.,
0: but I missed it. Ann, you can you give me your name again, please?
8: Sure, Claire E. in the U.K. Thank Claire.
0: You. Claire. Okay, got yeah. you, Claire. Thank you. All right, that's a great lineup to start with. Super Duper, Karen K., Charles H., Chuck K., Teresa P., Judy K., Vasa O., Abby F.,
5: and Claire. All right, Karen K., you're up, please. You have the floor. Go ahead. Good morning, and thank you for your service. My name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from
9: Syracuse, New York. This prayer has saved so many relationships. Um, I used to call it the anger prayer because it says, you know, God saved me from being angry. And this this prayer is about compassion. This prayer helps me to... um, even when I say it silently to myself, cause the person is like right in the room or on the Zoom meeting and I'll just mute myself. And, and it helps me to see the person that I think is offending me. Um, and that's, you know, that's another form of work that I need to do is uh, to see them as a child of God. And God is in me, God is in everybody that's on this meeting. Uh, your higher power, whatever you want to call it. And that helps me when I say this prayer. I almost did something um, so grateful that I didn't. I keep my cake hole shut, as I call it. Um, I was really upset about something on Monday, and I was ready to do the email, ready to do it. And I said, no, you know, but my relationship with God says no. And I did a 10 step, and um the lady said to me if this person was in the hospital would you um would you send that email and wow you know i'm glad i'm teachable like no i would absolutely not and i was able to see that person the next day and i saw this person and like was very evident this person was not feeling well i mean even if i didn't have that info i was so grateful for this prayer and this uh, step work so I don't ruin the relationships in my life. And, and you know, I it, it speaks it all for me to you know, grant me the same pity and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. I have a really good friend who has cancer now, and I actually, actually she's had it for like eight years, and I'm able to, even when she's not herself, on the day she has her chemo, I'm all good. I bring her the warm blankets for her treatments and stuff like that. So I need to think about that in my heart, not my head, in my heart when I use this prayer. And it's, it's a saving grace for my relationships in my life and a saving grace with my relationship with God.
5: With that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Karen. Okay, Charles H., you are up.
6: Thank you, Amy, for your service. I like where it says, um, they, like ourselves, were sick too. Too many people, oh, you know, I'm going to pray for you like like I'm some type of spiritual being or some type of, yes, I'm a teacher, but I'm a better student <laughs> than being a teacher. Uh, th- there is no specific column for this sick man in prayer, but it should be before I get to column four. You know, um, pray for both of us because it says that, that I need, we ask God to help us show them the same tolerance and pity that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. That means me. Somebody, one of my good friends said, hey, you all right? Because I get real with my inventory. You know, just like Paul O says, like, you, you, you can't, people can't say, man, you, you shouldn't feel like that. See, that's, the, that's, that's one of the biggest problems in 12-step program. I was too scared to feel what I felt or too afraid to be candid I, I'm not kicking a can up the road no more. I don't care what y'all say, what y'all think. This is my life. Probably been, never see y'all again in life, but we're connected through the line and connected through this great book. And also I want to touch on where it says this is a course. This is the second time we're seeing this in, in over uh, a week and a half. A course is some, it's a spiritual meal for me. It's, it's like it's not a one and done. Um, it, it, it's something I do, and I learn from the 10-step uh, train that you know. I say my third step prayer. I, a mem- brother memorized it by now. I say it, and then um, and then I go on with my seal and then I close with the seventh step prayer. So I'm so grateful for this course. It's a spiritual meal that won't keep me um spiritually uh, hungry one day at a time. Sometimes many times during the day.
0: Thank you so much, Charles. <laughs> All righty, Chuck K. It's your turn. Keith, go ahead.
7: Hey, good morning. Not many times you're going to hear two Chucks in a row. I'm <laughs> Chuck K. from Georgia, and uh, I'm thankful for this meeting. One of the things that helped me with this prayer was the realization that I have such a wonderful way of looking at other people in this world, more so than I did in the past. And You know, we look at statistics and we look how the world goes and and how people treat one another and how we think about the way people treat us. And one of the things I had to realize is most of what I thought prior to program was was a lie, was dishonest. It was that fantasy. And what I realized is I got to I got to charge out of that fantasy. I got to pay off from that fantasy. I got to look down on people. I got to have a sense of power. I had a sense of superiority. And that was what was feeding that ego inside of me, that other side of Chuck that I don't like, that doesn't do me any good. And then I think about this good message that we have in Overeaters Anonymous, and how many millions of people may not be able to hear this message, either because they didn't physically hear it, or they heard it at a time where they they didn't want to hear it, they couldn't hear it. And so how fortunate am I to have this different way of looking at the world? And so when I think of it in those terms, I feel fortunate. I I feel like it is my job. How, How dare I not use this wonderful plan and this wonderful point of perspective with the people that are around me, understanding that we're all equal, we all have our trials, we all have our successes. We do things we're ashamed of. We do things we're proud of. But I have a different way to process other people's behavior. And it's really a wonderful gift. I'm thankful for my higher power for, for, for providing me this book to give me this different perspective and live a better life. Live a life not caught up in me, but living a life that is accepting to those, even those that have done horrible things to me and have a different Understanding of why things happen wonderful blessing. I hope anyone listening on this line can accept it and have a good day.
5: Thank you so much Chuck. okay, Teresa P. It's your
10: turn. Please go ahead. Hi, I'm Teresa P. I gratefully recovered uh in California, and uh this uh passage is just perfect for me. And uh, and you know what I hate to admit about it is that uh, these well these people are spiritually sick. You know, and it's usually the ones who bother me the most, the ones I'm closest to. And uh, you know, the more I love them, the more you know they bug me. And you know, and I I uh, get to look at it and go, you know, they're spiritually sick and. I had a sponsor once who told me, put all kinds of bloody bandages on them. And I really need to do that. And, uh, you know, I've been married for 50 years. And so guess who hits the top list? And, you know, and this person has, I I call it the agony and the ecstasy. And it truly is. But, you know, I want to blame him. But the one I get to look at always is me. And uh, and I'm so grateful for a program that shows me that is that to look at me because you know talk about it in the big book it doesn't matter what my part is how small or how big just always look at my part and I always want to go well look at his part it's so big you know he deserves this you know and that's not true and uh, and. And I get to look at, I'm sick, too, especially sick like me. And what part do I have to work on? But that's always so hard to see. My part is so hard for me to see because, you know, I've lived in delusion all my life. I'm the sick mind trying to get get well, and a sick mind can't make a sick mind well. And what I get to do is, you know, keep coming back and keep practicing programming being as honest as I can be at the moment and staying in reality and doing those 10 steps and, you know, listening to sponsor, my sponsor. And I actually work a double program because I need it. And taking direction. And it doesn't mean I have to do everything right now perfect, but just stop. And most importantly, you know, take it to God and honor the my inner core, which I I just you know really have more getting in touch with the the true part of myself because I have lied so much. You know, to try to look nice and try to look happy when inside I'm, I'm dying. How about just tell the truth, Teresa, for once, tell the truth because I'm afraid of results. You know, they um, they, they won't like it. Thank you, I. That, thank you, and I pass. Thank you
0: so much, Teresa. Okay, Judy Kay, You have the floor.
11: Hi, this is Judy Kay, Recovered in Cary, North Carolina. Well, all the paragraphs in this book and all the prayers in this book are all blessings, but for some reason, this is has been the greatest blessing the sick man's prayer, for me to get through the things I had to get through to see and to understand that my intolerance of other people's illness was the biggest sign of my illness. My selfishness, I was focused on me, 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 what I need and how other people just don't understand I had no compassion for people thinking I was the most compassionate person in the world, but I really had no compassion for others. I was so stuck in my stuff. So it says, this was our course, our direction. We realized that people who have wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. And this is how I got to learn how spiritually sick I have been. And I don't think any of us would be here on this earth if we didn't have spiritual sickness to address. And being able to be compassionate with our fellows who are also spiritually sick, they wouldn't be hurting us otherwise, being compassionate and not getting angry and not stuffing down that anger with the food, this has been the greatest blessing of recovery for me. I want to thank everybody who shared so far um, on this paragraph. This paragraph really is so meaningful, and um, I ask God every day to let me know what He would have me be, um, rather than being uh, spiritually sick when the people I love uh, hurt me. That's that's when I know that it's compassion that they need, not retaliation. So. Um, with that, um, I'll pass and tell everyone have a good day. Thank you.
12: Thank you so much Judy Vasa. Oh, it's your turn, please go ahead. yes, thank you good morning i I believe it's Amy G it is. the meeting. Thank you very much for your service and good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa grateful recovering recover compulsive Ovita calling from Foxboro, Massachusetts. This is, uh, this program is a gift from my higher power, from my higher power. I'm just so grateful that was uh, I was introduced many, many, many years ago. What a blessing, you know. And uh, when I heard that this was a, I was so excited and elated to find out this was a spiritual program, it was not a religious program. Because if somebody said to me, it's a religion, I think I probably would have walked out and never went Back, I didn't even know that much about what it was. What was spirituality? But it was like a little separation from religion to spiritual. I was much open to hear the spiritual part than a religious part. So uh, I love again this paragraph. Uh, we realized that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick, though we did not like the symptoms, and they way. They disturbed us. They like they were liked they liked ourselves were sick too, and uh, I did carry a lot of anger, a lot of resentment towards uh, my loved ones, especially the ones I lived with at home, and that happens in families. You know, we gotta, you know, not everything is going to be rose and happy. You know, living four brothers and a daughter and seven kids you know I'm seven people in the family, well, things do happen, and I'm just so grateful that I realized and my parents were human beings just like me, they made mistakes like I have done mistakes you know with my own children, and there's gonna be some forgiveness here that we learn in the in 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 the steps. And I have, I developed a lot more compassion about my mom and my dad, and I prayed. I mean, I remember reading the prayer on 552. If you have resentments you want to be freed from, and you can read the prayer yourself later on like I have. And I have to work on this all the time. And right now I'm dealing with our daughter. She, is She's spiritually sick like I was. Many years ago, where she is in her life today, and it's not that easy. But I have a program. I have the steps. I have a higher power today. I can turn to and talk about feelings. As growing up, we, you know, I was thought, well, you shouldn't feel like that. You know, shouldn't do that. Well, being in recovery for many years, I've learned to be different, behave differently. Mm-hmm. But I'll wrap it up. Thank you. And my daughter probably learned those words because she was the oldest. You shouldn't feel like this, you know. And anyways, I'm always open. I'm always learning. I'm a student to this program, even after I've been here for many years. Thank you for letting me share in our pass. Thank you, Vasa.
5: Abby F., your turn. Please go ahead. Abby, press star 1 on you, please. Abby, are you there? Hi, sorry about that. This is
13: Abby S. Recovered in Michigan. Can I be heard? Yep, please go ahead. Okay, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, this prayer reminds me of the 10th step. Every time I have a resentment and I do the inventory, I do the um, you know, I'm making a call, and on the phone, I'm saying the temp- I'm saying the sick man's prayer, and it's like a reminder every time, like, and I, I sometimes forget, you know, I could be stewing in my resentment, and then I say this prayer, and it's like, um, they, like me, are spiritually sick, and I say, like me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm reminded that I am also spiritually sick, and one person um, that I heard doing an inventory one time said, Um, spiritually developing that other people are spiritually developing too and it just gives me like love and compassion for not only the other person but to remind myself like I am no big shot either like I am not better than anyone else either and it, it almost helps me it leads me right into that fourth column when I start to look at the dishonesty like you know my biggest dishonesty is that like I had never done those things that I've never done those things or that I wouldn't do those things. It's like, well, um, actually I, I've, I've done the same thing or I, you know, I'm, I'm not as big shoddy as I seem. And just that prayer is like a consistent reminder. So grateful to the big book for that prayer because, um, you know, it, it also leads me to step six and seven of like, I'm just a human being walking this earth and doing this path, just like everyone else. I have shortcomings too. And so just like I can ask God to give me love and compassion, um, you know, I can ask for the other person too. And so I can't remove my character defects, but um, this helps me recognize that I at least have them so that I can, you know, lower myself off that spiritual Pedestal that sometimes I put myself on so that I can be more right-sized to let God, you know, do with me what God would have me be. So thank you so much for this meeting. I wish you all a great day. Thanks for allowing me to share. And I pass. Thank you so much, Abby. Okay.
0: Uh, but Claire is up next. And then we're going to go ahead and take some more names. Again, friendly reminder, we are on page 66 at the bottom of the page. This was our course, unpacking that one paragraph. Okay,
8: Claire, please go ahead. Thanks, everybody. My name's Claire E. I a compulsive eater in Cornwall in the UK. Every paragraph, I keep saying, oh, there's so much in this paragraph every time I share, and there is for me. This is just an amazing paragraph. And um, I'm just going back to the last line of the previous one. I could not wish my resentments away any more than alcohol. And I... I was a very, I I still can be a very angry person. And I know that a lot of my anger is not rational. It's not really in proportion to the situation. And so I used to sort of try and white knuckle it almost. I used to try and rationalize away my anger, tell myself, tell myself not to be angry, Um, you know, tell myself I was being silly because it didn't really match with logic, my, my feelings. And, um, you know, I couldn't wish it away. It didn't die. It sort of came out sideways and, and it was passive aggressive and critical and gossip and all of this stuff. Um, and, you know, this for me is, again, this self cannot overcome self. And and it says, you know, this was our course. OK, this is the treatment. You know, this is this is the recipe. Um, and it goes on the next, you know, three paragraphs to tell us how to, how to deal with resentments. And the first step of this, you know, is to realize. And, and I love that word realize is to have a think about it, you know, to realize that other people are perhaps spiritually sick. It doesn't even say spiritually sick. Perhaps. And actually, you know what? I've changed that word a little bit with my sick man's prayer. I tend to say other people are human beings too. You know, other people, I mean, my, my kids, I'm dealing with a, a teenager. They're not spiritually sick as such. They're just a teenager. They're just acting on their own basic instincts and their own brain and what they're being told by their brain to do, just like I am. And you know, although I don't like their symptoms, which is you know the column column one and two, and the way they s- disturbed us, that's column three. You know, the way I do inventory anyway. Them like ourselves were t- sick too, and I think this is so so important for me when I'm writing inventory. It really starts taking me out of what they did to me, and starts taking me into you know what can I do about it? What how how am I how am I you know what what's what's my problem? Um, and you know, asking God, you know, it's real directions again. Asking God, you know, it's a, uh, please help me have tolerance, pity, and patience. Please help me have compassion. You know, I uh, tolerance and patience are really not my strong points at all. And and you know, I need to ask for that because I just don't have an abundance of that naturally. Um, and um, you know, when a person offended, you know, this, this is this is this is someone who's behaving as they are. How can I be helpful to him? I mean, that's not something that comes to me. How can I be of service? to this person, to this situation, God save me from being angry. And again, that please, I can't do this for myself, that real position of humility where I can't save myself from being angry. You know, I have a a strange and slightly odd way of seeing things that I end up angry about stuff, um, and I need saving from that, just as I needed saving from the food. I'm just as powerless. Over my, my, my imagined you know, imagined or real resentments that, that you know that dominate me and, and, and block me off from the sun, sunlight of the spirit and I need saving from that I can't save myself so mm-hmm. this is just as I said this, this one paragraph um oh, okay. is is the first yeah it's brilliant thank you um the first in the set of instructions in this next page or two of you know how to actually address my resentments and with that I will pass thank you thank you so much Claire. Okay, who else would like to share
0: on what was oh, read? Emily Marta, W. Priscilla H.
13: Um, uh,
0: Our name? Okay, that's Ellie W.
13: Evelyn.
10: Devora Allie. Lee A. Kelly.
0: A. Kenson. No, that's the D. Is it Melissa? Melissa W? Melissa W, I think. Okay, this is who I have. I think I missed a few people. See what our timing is here. Um, I have Priscilla S., Ann M., Devorah S., Tenzin P., Melissa W. Who did I miss?
5: Lee H., Lee H.,
14: Randy N.,
5: Randy
0: N. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Hopefully I can get everybody in. So I have Priscilla S. Ann M. S. Tenzin P. Melissa W. V. H. Randy N. Let's get rolling with that. Priscilla,
5: please go ahead. Priscilla, star one to unmute, please.
4: Okay, thank you. I got remuted somehow. Priscilla H., uh, recovering in New Jersey, and um, this is, for me personally, a such an important paragraph, and there are two words that jump out at me. I've been looking forward to getting to this paragraph because it's so meaningful for me. The two words are, like ourselves, the person is sick like myself, Um And I'll tell you why that's so important to me. I learned somewhere along the way, and I'm not sure if it was in uh, 12-step circles or some other place, um, a saying, if you spot it, you got it. And what that means is if there's something about another person that I just can't stand, they just get on my last nerve Maybe I know them, maybe I don't know them, maybe, they're you know, it doesn't matter, but there's something about that person that I just can't stand. I need to explore what is it in myself that is like that person that I don't like in myself. They may, to all appearances, be totally the opposite of me. They may seem to be very different than me, but there's something about them that is like me and i this happens every once in a while this this kind of thing will come up i was reared in a family where there was i'm i'm so grateful to say there was almost no anger ever expressed mild annoyance at the most and so anger was not a thing i grew up with but uh i could silently dislike somebody um and they get on my last nerve. And what I've come to discover for real is that it's because they're, in some way, I'm sick like that person in the way that the thing that I don't like about them uh, is is a thing that I don't like within myself. So I, I we ask God to help us show them a lot of things that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend and what i am learning to ask god is show me what it is about myself that that makes me so angry at that other person because that's where i need to apply the steps to myself so thanks for letting me share thank with that so i'll pass
0: okay thank you priscilla Okay, we have Anne, followed by Devorah. Go ahead, Anne M. Please go ahead.
8: Hi,
15: hi, Amy. This is Anne M here from Ireland. We're grateful we Reco- covered Compulsive Overeater. Can I be heard, Amy?
0: Yes, please go ahead. Yeah,
15: thank you so much. And thanks for your service. And, uh, yeah, again, lovely paragraph, a great paragraph, a very strong paragraph. And, uh, yeah, it was the part here, this is our course. And uh, for me, that just kind of, you know, outlines, the difference I suppose between me and somebody who's not a compulsive overeater or who's not an addict and uh, you know for somebody like me who needs that full rays of you know spiritual sunlight I need to stay unblocked and this is my course and that's why I need to you know do step fours and continue into step 10 because I need this as much as I need or more than I need my month's salary. You know, if I get blocked off in the sunlight of the spirit, well, I'm going to just pick up the food. And I'm probably most certainly going to act out my, my anger as well. Um, yeah, and I love, you know, the part where it's, it's, it's you know, this is our course and it is done powerless over, over my resentments. I'm human. I'm going to get resentments. I'm going to be angry. But, you know, I have to realize who I am. And, you know, the next part where it says we realize that people who that they wronged us, they disturbed us or people offended us. Um, yeah, you know, we're going to be always, you know, triggered by something or somebody. And it's a spiritual mirror really showing me that I'm reacting from something inside of my soul that doesn't sit right with me. So, you know, I don't have I don't have the ability to. You know, get rid of this resentment on my own, and that's why I need a program, and that's why I have, you know, these twelve steps. I have a step four to nine that will uh, that will help me to not think my way out or feel my way out of this, but will actually be tra- I will be transformed. God will remove this if I take the right, you know, action, and that's what it's about for me. And the part where it says, you know, tolerance, pity and patience, the sick man's prayer. Yeah, it's love and tolerance is our code. And, you know, there is there is a lot of I suppose there is a lot of healing in that for me. And, you know, to be able to pray for somebody twice a day for the length, whatever length of time its sometimes two weeks, you know, and it does dissolve. That is the power of my higher power. It's something that I cannot do for myself. But with another, you know, with it within a fellowship. With these 12 steps, being able to do a step 10, share it with a recovered member, and God it obviously transforms and takes me out of that place. And that's the magic of this, and I don't have to pick up the food. So with that, I pass. Thanks again, Amy, for your service. Thank you so much, Anne.
0: Okay, we have Devorah S. followed by Tenson P. Go ahead, Devorah.
16: Hey, good morning, and thank you, Amy, and everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible. My name is Deborah S. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And you know, here we are in the middle of this um the step four and um it's like, you know, it's so easy to to um get into that thick of of you know, the anger and the resentment and, and to keep on you know, keep on pointing their finger on what they did and like to live in that drama um, so, what this does for me, this prayer over here just like forces me to pause and to like hold it, stop you know um this is the this is like the big this is the major part of the of of our um of our work is to look at another person and have compassion for them um and that to me is that to me was I never, th- I never did that. And all the times I'm angry and and frustrated and wanting people to do what I want, I never took that pause to say, "Hey, this is a sick person. How can I be helpful to them? They're sick like me, spiritually sick." Um, it puts the brakes on for me, and it helps me. Um, it really helps me to see that this is a person that God has. Um, has created just like me. I get angry too, right? I would want someone to judge me favorably as well, um, and you know. So I'm really grateful that it's it's this this prayer is put right in the middle, the thick of things. You know, as we're right, as we're seeing how we're so angry at another person, and we're making our list, and we have a, you know, it it, it forces me to pause and to ask God to show me you know, to show these people the same tolerance, pity, and patience that I would cheerfully grant a sick person. And when I see a sick person, you know, I envision in my mind, you know, and, you know, someone who's tubes running in and out of their bodies or sitting in a wheelchair and they can't move. And, like, how would would I say to a sick person what they've, you know, would I reveal to them all this... Horrible stuff that they've done to me. No, I show them such compassion and love. Not their fault that they're sick. Same way, like this. I mean, we're all human beings, and I know that I would want to be treated like that as well when I wrong a person. So, really grateful that we have this formula over here, this course of action. This was our course. Here it is. This is our course of action that we can take when when we're angry at a person, to take that pause and to pray. And it gets me out of myself, and it brings me closer to God. And I believe that is the crux of our program, is to get out of ourselves, to get closer to God, and to seek his will. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so
5: much, Devorah. Okay, Tenton B. followed by Melissa W. Go ahead, Tenton. Press star one to unmute. Tenson, maybe I didn't hear you. Okay,
0: we'll go ahead with Melissa W followed by Lee H. Go ahead, Melissa. Hi, this is
17: Melissa W um, recovered in New York. what I think is amazing is that, um, you know, I have to practice these principles in all my affairs, and nowhere is it more important for me to, to practice these principles than in my family, and uh, nowhere is it more difficult to do than in my family. Um, and what's interesting about the stick language is a uh, spoiler alert, not to like skip ahead a little bit, but in the family afterward, they actually use this thick language, which is so helpful for me. And they actually say that years of living with an alcoholic is almost sure to make any wife or child neurotic. The entire family is to some extent ill. And that's so helpful for me because for someone who really struggles to see their part, the book actually shows me Hey, may, maybe I had a part in, in some of what's going on in my family, um, and you know, I, I'm I'm really I'm just finished working staff. and I I want everyone to be okay right now, and I want everything to be okay right now, and I'm an addict. That's that's what I am. And I want every there I want there to be a marching band and everyone's okay now and it's all good and nothing ever happened. And the dynamic is fixed. And I had a sponsor in another program say to me, you know, God is not a gumball machine, Melissa, things aren't fixed right away. Um, And that's not what it looks like. And the book tells me that and it says it will take time to clear away the wreck. Um, And And that's this language here, tolerance, pity, and patience. And I need to really pray for God to save me from being angry, because angry is what got me here. Angry is what caused the pain and the suffering to begin with. And so I'm so grateful for the language in the book, for all of it, and for the way it helps me understand in a very specific way. what my problem was and what my solution is today so thank you so much Pat.
5: thank you
0: so much melissa lee h followed by randy m
18: go ahead lee oh good morning amy this is lee h from tennessee recovered so grateful to be on the line this morning i didn't know if i'd be called or not um people have said so much of what i was going to say but this Prayer is really the reason why I stay in this program. Um, it just, it, it, my higher power used it to change my marriage. And, um, you know, I look at the sentence in Freedom from Bondage that just says, I am the result of the way I reacted to what happened to me as a child. Well, that is the way I used to react in such ways that would end up hurting hurting me and hurting other people. And um, you know, I, I experienced a change um through the sick man's prayer. My husband was um ill. He he we were on the verge of a divorce and he ended up being very sick physically and um my higher power just worked through that prayer and just said, you know, he's sick. Treat him like a sick friend. And so I was able. He gave me the power to um, help him through his surgery and through his recovery. And, um, you know, it talks about how this change in this reaction pattern will indeed allow me to match calamity with serenity. And that's exactly what happened. It was a calamitous time, just tumultuous with decisions to be made about his health and how was I gonna, you know, help him through all of this and, um I just look back over it and I see where my higher power just used every little bit to get us through. And we are back together today and um, he still has health issues that I have to help him with. And that sick man's prayer comes up and it just my heart rate goes down when I say it and I'm able to get peace and be helpful to him and finally get out of myself, which was the problem. It was me in the way and expecting something back from people. And um, so that's why I'm in this program, and I appreciate you letting me share. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Lee. Okay. Randy M, it's your turn.
14: Hi, good morning. This is Randy N from Florida. I can't even express how grateful I am for this program today. I remember the first time I read Chapter, uh, and I saw that earlier in the chapter it says I needed God's help to deal with myself better, and I couldn't do it on my own. And this is obviously after.
0: Can't okay, hear you. Uh, Randy, can you turn up your volume a little bit, please, or the background noise? Oops, we lost you, Randy.
14: There you are, Randy, you're back. Do I'm you sorry. Is this better? There. It is. Thank you. All right. I apologize for that. Um, you know, I remember that when I first worked this program, I we, we spent a number of chapters seeing how we're powerless over food. Then earlier in this chapter, it says that we're powerless over our self-centeredness, that we need God's help. And then now uh, in the last paragraph, it's saying we're powerless over our resentments and we need God's help. And this is really uh, the first time here that there's actual action to take regarding seeing people in a different way than we had seen them before. Um, and that changed my life. I mean, it, it changed in every conceivable way. I mean, I spent my entire life looking at other people and never looking inward, never looking at them with tolerance and patience and pity and kindness and love and compassion. And this completely flipped the script. Um, And the reason I'm very, very grateful for this program today is that um, last night I had a situation where I didn't say this prayer. And you know what? I I became very sick. My sickness came out very, very quickly. The selfishness took over very, very quickly. And thank God for a 10th step. Thank God for the ability for the fellows in this program to help me. Thank God I know this prayer. Thank God it came to me at some point. And, um, you know, it, it saved, um, what could have been a, a horrific, a bad situation from going horrific to leading me back to the food and to me being miserable again and me not being able to be useful and to be of service of other people. And, um, it, it the more I can keep this viewpoint of other people in this world, these people that upset my selfish, uh, desires, my my self centered goals, you know, my uh the way I
5: Randy, we lost you. Randy, we lost you. Well, not sure what happened there. Randy? Okay, well, I guess we lost Randy. We've got about one minute. I'm going to circle
0: back to Tencent P if I heard her correctly, if you'd like to share. Okay, folks, I guess we're going to wrap things up. We are now, I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The Share ID for today, Thursday, June 24th, 2021, the 7 a.m. meeting, 17,217. That's 17,217. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity
5: Prayer. Deanna T., could you please take us out? Thank you, Amy, for